0: Welcome to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson. Today I'm going to continue the series COVID, the Superflu," flu, taking the world by surprise. In my first episode, I did a quick summary of all the different disease and pandemics that has actually happened throughout human history or human civilization. I did that just to establish a foundation that disease and pandemic has been with us since the beginning of time. And in my follow-up episode from that We'll talk about some of the things that we learned um, from this particular pandemics, things that we could have done differently by putting the right people and organization in place. As a result of doing those things, we can have a much better outcome. In this episode, I'm going to share some testimonials from some of the frontline workers and just uh, some ideas and things that I would put in place. Um, and if we follow those things, then we can have a much better outcome in terms of moving forward as a people and as a nation, so let's get into it. AIDS does make ways. When you rush anything, you either make a mess of it, or make a lot of mistakes, and it doesn't always turn out well. This is true with relationships, taking the time out to know each other, cooking, to make sure you're going according to the recipe. Sure, you can improvise from time to time, but if you want it to come out well, you might want to stick to the recipe. Or the the dish or whatever you're making will come out uncooked or not cooked properly. Or sometimes you might have a disaster on your hand. Constructing the building. You have to go according to the blueprint, making sure you have all of the material and supply to finish it. We now live in a microwave society where no one is willing to wait on anything these days. We need a quick fix. It's challenging because everyone is looking for a solution yesterday, or should I say the day before yesterday. Patience is a virtue. In a rush to get a vaccine, the CDC didn't take the time out to make sure they had all of the information before they update the nation, or take the necessary steps to put the right people and organization in place, and as a result, we have confusion and frustration. In a lack of leadership. For example, we went from no mask to wearing masks. Then we were told only those who got the vaccine is free to wear masks. Then later found out that the same people who got vaccine can also get infected, just that their symptoms wasn't as severe as the one who didn't get vaccine. We later told about the social distancing, that we need to stay between four to six feet of each other anything closer and you might get infected. Politician should not be involved in any making of any medical decision or suggestion to any of the citizens about anything regarding medical because politician doesn't have any medical background. In order for us to move together as one, we need unity and teamwork from everyone so we can get over this virus together. This is why we need all of the top experts in the world who work in this field. From virologists to epidemiologists to infection disease specialists, member from the CDC who has worked on pandemic and diseases, two nurses and two doctors from each state who is currently on the front line working for them to work together to share intel and figure out what's the best way for us to move forward as a nation so that we can take the necessary step to protect our citizens and figure out a game plan to help them. And when they find effective solution to the problem we face, that's the time for them to report or update the politician and the president to brief them on what the solution is. The job of the politician is for for them to figure out the logistical and how to get the necessary help to the citizen who need it the most. As the mayor and governor are familiar with their states and the terrain, so they so they will know what's the best way to reach their citizens. The CDC once required each person to quarantine for 14 days. Now they cut that to seven days. Now it's down to five. In any, in any cases, each infected person need to be reassessed by a nurse or a healthcare worker before they are allowed back into the community. Because based on the assessment, they might need more time in quarantine or isolation because everyone recover at a different rate or pace. And based on each person's immune system, in the meantime, we all need to work together as a team. It's called the United States not the divided states. So United we stand divided we fall. We are way much stronger when we work together than when we are apart. Strength in number. My heart goes out to the nurses and all the healthcare workers. Thanks to you many lives have been saved. Regardless of everything you guys went through, you're still fighting the good fight. I'm not sure how much more these workers can take. I know they're at their breaking point. And if the L care workers give up because they are sick and tired of everything, and I don't think we'd we'll have enough graves or tomb for the debt that will follow. This is why it is very important for everyone to find a way out of this pandemic or at least inform the country on the best way to move forward. There is so much on the line and things are at their breaking point, you can just feel it. Also, the hospital administration need to do a much better job. At the end of the day, as much as you want the healthcare workers to be safe, forcing them to do things that they don't want to is not okay despite how challenging this situation is or how hard it is for to get them to do the right thing. So if they refuse to get vaccine, as tough as this may be, it's okay. If they choose to die, they already made the decision. So then let them die in peace. What is not okay is firing is to fire nurses. Or healthcare worker because they refuse to get the vaccine. So let's go along with that um, line. Then, so when you fire these healthcare workers, who's gonna do their job? You don't have a replacement to to um, cover those people right away. And the National Guard, that's a temporary fix or a band-aid for the permanent solution or problem that we face. We need all hands on deck. This is why we need great leadership in times of crisis—not someone who sits behind a desk, who's crunching numbers and thinking enough ways to cut costs, but instead, thinking enough ways to stand up and protect your number one asset, and that is your employee. Because without them, you wouldn't have a job, and if they do leave, can you fill their position? The answer is no, because you don't have those workers in reserve that you can call upon. This is why professional workers work to save lives and management think of ways to run the company. The best way to describe this situation is like a ship on the Atlantic or Pacific Ocean with plenty of temporary cargoes with a great crew on board going from one city to the next. Okay, so let me break this down a little further. The ship is a hospital. The temporary cargoes are the patient. The captain and co-captain are the management and the crew are the nurses, doctors, janitors, housekeeping, and the rest of the frontline workers. While while we're in the first wave, the captain decided that they needed to cut the crew or the staff member because of the lack of cargo A.K.A. the patient. Because the numbers. Were were low. Whatever. Calculation or system they were using. They were so wrong. Because. When it seems like. The pandemic storm. Was almost over. We got hit with two more storm. Or two more variants. The crew that remain. Have to work. Twice as hard. To make up. For the one that was cut. Out of desperation. The captain called for help. Mayday mayday. So the new crew member. Who got hired on. Got twice as much as the one that was there. And the captain. Even gave the new crew. A bonus. (laughs) Which upset the original crew. Who shouldered the weight. And the burden of the workload. Consistently. Day in and day out. The original crews, sometimes they were working from 12 to 14 hour each shift. Sometimes even going longer. And some of these guys were going without break or lunch. Even risking their own lives. I think they deserve more money. That's when, (laughs) I mean that's what they're currently getting. And this is exactly what happened in New York City. They had to get help so the US government sent a USNS Comfort to help in New York City, because there was no way for the original frontline worker to keep up with the surge of patient that was coming in the hospital. Here's some testimonial from some of the nurses or healthcare worker that was battling this pandemic on the frontline to save lives. So one person wrote, so I asked her, so I asked one nurse, what kept you going instead of giving up and just quit? She said, I kept going back because people were terrified and afraid. I love my patient and what I do. My husband was very encouraging and supportive of the work that I do. He told me to be brave and strong. So I find the courage within myself to be brave and strong. So I tell myself, I was born for this moment and I wasn't gonna quit or give up on myself and my patient. We all want this nightmare to be over, but for now, we just have to work through it because better days are ahead. Another person wrote, I always put my patient first, whether they had COVID or not. My job was to do the best I can by giving each patient great care while they're going through one of the most challenging times in their lives. So I provide the best care for them the only way I know, and that is to treat each patient with love, respect, and dignity. And lastly, another person wrote, It felt like a nightmare when this COVID pandemic began. It was just spreading from one state to the next. And, and while this was going on, I was on vacation, and the resort that I was staying at, they stopped closing down all the resorts and the beaches. So we had to return home. After returning home, feeling upset and frustrated that my vacation was cut short, in a matter of days, the entire country was shut down. On top of that, I had no time to rest, because then I had to return back to work in a matter of days. My job was to make sure all the nurses have everything they needed. Making sure everyone got vaccinated while wearing masks and goggles and protective gears, hoping and praying not to get sick. And just when you think things couldn't get any better, we got hit with two more variants. The stress level went through the roof. It took everything within me to hold it together. Because you could see, my co-workers, they were just falling apart emotionally and physically because of the rising patient. But now things are getting a little bit better because people are getting vaccine and we see the numbers are slowly starting to change. I just wish we had better leadership and people in place. So things could have run a little bit more smoothly. And this is what I call them the superhero I had to share. That's a testimonial from some of these guys. I have so much. But for the sake of time, I was only able to do a, a few. I, and that's it for this particular episode. Um, I have another episode after this. But I just wanted to share just the idea of what some of these guys are going through. There's a frustration that they're working. And to see some of their co-worker, you know, because certain decision that they made now, you know they weren't there anymore and now they have to work twice as hard and just they're so stressed out and sometimes we're trying to rush to get certain things done and we miss a lot of steps steps and not putting the right things in place so this is all i have to share for this particular episode and so i have one more episode in this series and that will complete this series on COVID. thank you to all my subscribers all my listeners i appreciate and love you guys i'll see you on the next episode bye